What does the church age, rapture, and the thousand years have in common? Well, if you haven't guessed already, it is the end times. Christians have been debating the meaning of these three eschatological concepts for years. So let's find out what the Bible has to say in today's episode of the Glow and Cold Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. Today, I'm going to delve into one of the most controversial topics in the Bible, the end times. But before we start, make sure to click the subscribe button to keep up with my latest content. And don't forget to click the bell for further notifications. And as always, if you enjoy this content, please hit the like button, which will help push the content out to more people. After the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we entered the church age, where our primary focus as Christians is to share the good news of salvation with the lost and to help build God's kingdom. For the most part, all Christians agree that we should be engaged in fulfilling our mission until the return of Jesus. However, the specific details and manner of Christ's return are points where disagreements among Christians may arise. But I must stress that these are secondary issues and should not separate us from fellowshipping with other Christians. End-time viewpoints are generally not considered matters that impact one's salvation. However, if you hold a different perspective than myself, I encourage you to continue listening as I present my arguments in the hope of changing your mind. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, Jesus says, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Has every nation heard the gospel? I think so. Then why hasn't Jesus yet returned? Has there ever been a nation that once embraced Christianity, banned it, but later allowed it? Sure. So perhaps there isn't one single scripture that can stand alone that dictates exactly when Jesus will return. But what about the manner of his return? Is Jesus coming first to take us to heaven like he did with Enoch and Elijah in the Old Testament? And is it during this time that the marriage supper of the Lamb takes place, symbolizing the union between Christ and the church? Let's see what the Bible has to say. In Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 9, John says, Let's rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him, because the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has prepared herself. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. If you are to take the book of Revelation literally, and if the events in chapter 19 through chapter 22 are in chronological order, the second coming of Christ is in chapter 20, after the events in chapter 19. And if you've been following my train of thought, I have just described the pre-millennialism position, 
where Christ will first appear to receive his church to himself, and then seven years later, Christ will return to the earth with his bride, the church, and rule for a thousand years. For even Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 52, Behold, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. Paul also says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who remain, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. If what Paul says relates instead to the second coming of Christ, why would it be a mystery? If we are to meet the Lord in the air, wouldn't we just turn around and come straight back down to the earth? And if so, what about those not in Christ? Why does Paul not reference them in this passage? As I mentioned earlier, I'm interpreting this passage literally. Now, some Christians interpret the book of Revelation as allegorical in nature. They believe that Jesus is ruling a spiritual thousand-year reign on his throne in heaven now. And when that rule is over, Christ will return to earth, separate the goats from the sheep, and immediately create a new heaven and a new earth, where he will continue his reign forever. This view is called amillennialism, which means no literal thousand-year reign of Christ on earth, but millennium now. Although I do believe that Jesus is currently sitting on a throne in heaven, the throne of David in which our Lord will occupy is not in heaven, but on earth. And a throne on earth would require a literal physical kingdom on earth. In Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 9, a future earth is described as such. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fattened steer will be together, and a little boy will lead them. Also the cow and the bear will graze, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This interpretation must be a physical thousand-year reign of Christ, where both the resurrected saints and those that survived the tribulation live together. Minimally, I don't believe nursing children will exist in the future new heaven and new earth. And how about this passage? In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 through 8 says, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as king and act wisely and do justice and righteousness in the land. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live securely. And this is his name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. This passage also 
can't be talking about the new heaven and the new earth. For only the resurrected will live there in perfection, without the presence of sin, forever. Now, there are also places in Scripture that support amillennialism, and I encourage you to do your own research. But because they don't interpret unfulfilled Scripture literally, it can be a bit confusing. You see, amillennialism believe that unfulfilled Scripture must be interpreted non-literally or spiritually because it is written in figurative language. But the problem with this is that you can end up having endless meanings and interpretations. The fact that fulfilled prophecies were fulfilled literally provides a strong reason to believe that unfulfilled prophecies will also be fulfilled in a literal manner. Just as the prophecies regarding Christ's first coming were fulfilled literally, we can expect the prophecies concerning his second coming to follow the same pattern. Although I have the utmost respect for those that hold the amillennialism view, I am personally not convinced. For there is also plenty of scripture that supports premillennialism. For one thing, if amillennialism were true, then there is a lot of Old Testament promises, especially to Israel, that will not come to pass. Unless, of course, one believes that all those promises are now passed on to the church. But that is a different discussion for another day. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God willing, God bless. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Please tell others about this podcast by rating us and leaving a review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other platforms. If you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And don't forget to click the bell for future notifications.